Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Round 717. Host Carl C.J. Frederick. We're back for another edition. Recapping all what is going on in 717. Special thanks to Colin Richardson last week who came on and previewed LL Baseball. You can view that on Spotify. You can view, view that through our website or at 717sports.com. And there's plenty of opportunities for that. Colin did a great job kind of breaking down what to expect for the Lancaster 11 League baseball season. Um, but in a few minutes, we're going to have a special, new special guest. Uh, his name is Dylan Callahan Crowley. He is a beat writer for Rivals, for Penn State. Um, he's a Penn State grad, obviously. Uh, he does thousands of things. One of them is he works alongside with me at Prep Red Zone. He's going to you know, come on a little bit and talk about some of the top prospects in the L.L. Burks League for the upcoming season. As If you don't know, there's – some pretty big names, and he's going to break down all of them and maybe give us his thoughts and where he's leaning. Um, so we're going to have Dylan, Dylan Callahan Crowley on a little bit. Uh, special thanks to our sponsors, uh, Go Big Recruiting. Go Big Recruiting, if you're looking to get notification of what schools are actually looking at you and interested, GoBigRecruiting.com is your ticket. It's run by Ross Tucker, former NFL football player, hosts a million podcasts. He does radio work for Westwood Run. If you do... Westwood one that is uh if you do go through go big recruiting be sure to use our code 717 sports and you'll get a free submission plus a discount also to garage gains uh that is run by logan snyder our personal trainer um feel free to check him out but garage gains he does he's putting a lot of work through there kids you're looking to get one one of the best trainers around go to logan snyder at garagegains.com and it'll get you hooked up make sure you use our code if you do sign up at 717 sports um, but in a couple minutes, we're going to come back and we're going to have Dylan Callahan Crowley on, you know, talk about some prospects and a few more topics. Stay tuned. For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media on Twitter at 717 underscore sports, Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Okay, everybody, welcome back to another edition of Around the 717. I'm your host, uh, Carl C.J. Frederick, and very special guest at this time. I'm happy to bring on, I know him working with, Side by side with him at Prep Red Zone is recruiting analyst for Rivals. He covers Penn State, Oregon State, Minnesota, Michigan State for Rivals. He does a little bit of everything. I joke with him. He has ten thousand jobs. Um, Dylan Callahan Cro- Crowley. Crowley. Yeah. Did I get it right? Yeah, right. How you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing great, Carl. How are you doing? Hey, man. I'm talking to you. I can't complain. I can't complain at all, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, so so tell ahead, me bro. now. Now, now, update me. I know we talk via text pretty daily. You work for – I know you work for Prep Red Zone, and you're, yeah. you're an analyst for Rivals. Is that – you're a staff writer for the College Wire, too? Yeah, recently joined on uh, with USA Today. Recently launched a uh, general college sports wire covering, you know, just a little quick hitter type content and, uh, you know, coaches on the hot seat type content. And, those type of uh, we like to call them listicles, uh, that type of content. We've uh, they recently launched that and recently joined on there as well. So 
doing a little bit of everything, like you said, uh, kind of a man of a lot of jobs. I'm uh, for the longest time was working a day job to go along with all this. Uh, that day job will actually be coming to an end on uh, this Friday. So I'll be full time riding uh, starting next Monday, which very excited about. But yeah, been uh, with Rivals now for uh, a year, uh, well, about a year and a half uh, as recruiting analyst for about a year now. And uh, it's been a great time. Uh, and uh, I've been with Prep Red Zone for uh, God going on three years now, which has oh, also wow. been, okay. just been fantastic since the Pennsylvania side launched. And I would say that would be June or July of uh, 2020. Uh, so it's, wow. it's been a there and I've loved every second of it. And yeah, th- this uh, there's a lot of great players we can discuss coming out of the seven months, yeah. uh, especially. Yeah, no, this- and you know, I know, and that's why I'm glad you agreed. Come on, because I know you, you know, you, your years of experience, you you know the area well, especially Pennsylvania. Um, you you know, I got talking with you at the Prep Red Zone Showcase. I, you know, I would mention one kid's name, and you automatically had a vibe or knew where you kind of had. An, I want to, I don't want to say you knew where he was going, but you knew the kid I was talking about every time. Yeah. So. Let's uh, get get into that because you know, Lanks. I mean, the LL League, the LL Burks League, I should say, for football. Sure. They don't. I mean, they don't get recognized like as some one of the be- better leagues, like the WPIL or any of the Philadelphia leagues. But they got some dudes. Am yeah. I wrong? They got some dudes. No, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you look back at just this past uh, year, uh, one of the top football players in the entire country, Je- Javen Williams, out of while missing, uh, headed to Penn State. Yes. Uh, a true all-around elite offensive lineman uh, that is hard to find, and he's coming right out of our backyard. And uh, he has a teammate that we're going to talk about here uh, probably in a little bit. Uh, yeah, that could be footsteps. Yeah, let's get right into it. So that's Caleb Brewer, Dylan's referring. And if you don't – folks, you don't know, Caleb Brewer has offers all over the country. I believe Notre Dame, Penn State. Uh, the list goes on, and it's just another tradition in the Wyoming history. Let's start with Brewer. What, what are, on the tape you watching him? What do you like? What don't you like? What um, do you know where he's leaning? Give, you know, give us, give us your thoughts. Yeah. So Caleb, he's an offensive lineman I, I really like. I mean, he has elite, uh, pretty elite size, six foot five, two hundred eighty-five pounds. You, you can't teach size. You can't teach speed. With offensive lineman, the speed doesn't really matter. Uh, outside, you know, quick little burst, but. Uh, the size you definitely can't teach. Six foot five, two eighty five has a chance to continue to grow. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in that six six three ten range once he does get to college. Maybe a le- even heavier. Uh, as great feet, he-, he can move well for his size. Uh, just an all around, really well rounded offensive lineman. Uh, their offensive line coach, a while missing Stephen uh, O'Neill, has just been fantastic. Uh, they've had four or five guys the last few cycles who have gone, uh, whether it's FBS or FCS, uh, just a fantastic program. And one that's been producing offensive line like crazy over the last few years. Um, Coach O'Neill will say it's all the players and, and he's just there, you know, kind of helping out, but uh, he must be doing something right because uh, the players have to have the talent, but it takes a really good coach to put it all together. You were on that with, and I I agree. He is. I think he he's mod, He's very humble, but he's he does. He's obviously doing something right there when they're producing an FBS level kid every every year from his O lineman. It's a great tradition. Do you get the sense in, with talking with Brewer, like where he's leaned? Does he have a top five or a top three even? 
Yeah, he does. He's been he's his recruitment's really blowing up over the last few months, uh, it, picking up offers like crazy. Let me check out his latest offer list right here. It changes uh, so far, every day. <laughs> yeah, over at Rivals, we have him up to twenty five scholarship offers in his recruitment, and coming into the off season, he probably had uh, maybe around uh, ten. So I mean, he's probably picked up fifteen or so over the last three months. Some of those notable offers: Boston College, Cincinnati. Uh, Duke, Illinois, Kentucky, Maryland, and Michigan, uh, Notre Dame, Penn State, Pittsburgh. The list continues to go on and on. Uh, he's pretty open ended in his recruitment right now. He, he, when I asked him a couple months ago when he got offered by Penn State, he said he was really just looking at it wide as a wide open recruitment right now. He has no favorites, he wants to really see what everybody has to offer. He wants to see what other offers keep coming in. But he also did say Penn State is is definitely going to be high on his list of schools. His teammate, of course, and Williams is there. It's right. the elite in-state program. So I, I think he's definitely a kid who could end up at Penn State here in the 2024 recruiting cycle. But in college football recruiting, there's also it's hard to say just because Penn State and does have offers out to probably 50 offensive linemen right now. They're yeah. only have taken five or six. And while Caleb is definitely, you know, a high-end offensive lineman, a great player, there's there are guys on Penn State's offer sheet that are or guys Penn State has offered that are probably a little bit higher right now on their board than Caleb. But he's definitely, I think, not probably not at the very top of that board, but probably in still probably pretty high that if they do miss on one of the elite, highly elite national recruiting guys, you know, going up against Ohio States, Alabama's, Georgia's for those type of guys, he could very well end up in Happy Valley. But even if he doesn't end up in Happy Valley, I see him ending up at an elite program somewhere. Uh, Virginia Tech, I mean, I didn't mention Wisconsin, but Notre Dame, Michigan. Michigan has been the best offensive line the last two years if they're offering you uh, as an offensive lineman that that says a lot about you so I, I think no matter where he ends up he's going to end up somewhere pretty good uh, but I, I do think Penn State is definitely a player in his recruitment going forward awesome awesome well I fingers crossed I was kind of you know before talking with you I was kind of hoping and assuming that Penn State was his front runner because of the Williams connection but it makes a lot of sense what you're saying I mean they, you know, Penn State, you know, they've offered him, but they've offered how many, you know, 50-plus linemen. Yeah. Um, so he, it, I, I could see him wait. It seems like he's in no rush to make his decision. No, exactly, exactly. In no rush to make a decision. I think this one – I think – I forget what exactly told me, but I do think it probably ends sometime uh, in late summer before – it's late summer at the latest before and into senior season. Uh, but, you know, if, if he's ready for a decision at that point – there's no issue with pushing it off. Um, we always see kids say they want to commit by one point, but uh, may, perhaps that school that a kid wanted to commit to comes back and says, we can't take you right now. And then it, it kind of resets the entire thing. But I, I wouldn't be shocked if his recruitment uh, goes through the summer and then ends sometime right before the fall. Um, but I definitely think Penn state is, uh, is a top contender here. Uh, and as long as they're willing to take him, which I think there's a good shot they do. Uh, or are willing to? Uh, I, I I like the chances of him ending up in the blue and white. So you like one of the four schools that you work with for rivals to get him, right? Exactly. 
<laughs> I had to, I had to ask that. <laughs> now, all right, let's. So that makes sense for Brewer. Now, the guy we've talked at at length, and I've had other people on the podcast about uh, Pale Pale. Pale Pale. Yeah. I'm pro- pronouncing his name wrong, and I apologize in advance. You now, I know he's from Alaska. He's a yeah. big USC fan. And another guy, Pale Pale. Pale you, you know, if you don't know his story, folks, he. This offseason was set to transfer to IMG Academy and then backed out. Um, now he's back with Hempfield for his senior year. Uh, but anyways, he's he's a freak lineman. Talk about him and if you get the sense of where he's leaning towards. Yeah, so for the longest time, I thought he was going to end up uh, – and I still think there's a good chance he ends up at Penn State. But if you want to talk about kids that have absolutely blown up on the recruiting trail, this kid has gone absolutely um, – national uh on from our experience point offers from legitimately everywhere in the country and he's a very good prospect at rivals we have him as uh, a three-star uh prospect over at prep red zone uh who i I should mention with caleb brewer we actually like him over at prep red zone a little bit more than we like him over at rivals i don't have a say in the rivals national recruiting rankings i do have a say over, over at prep red zone prep red zone we do have brewer at number seven uh, uh, David, uh, on the other hand, yeah, you said he was uh, set to go to IMG Academy, obviously, is not going to do that, is staying in Pennsylvania at Hempfield, which is just huge for them to keep him as part of that defense going into this year. Um, and prep reds are right now, we actually don't have him ranked because we just got him back because everything had happened system, so uh, we're hoping to get that updated. Uh, soon, and uh, we while we don't know exactly yet where we're going to place him, we've obviously had discussions that you've uh, been there part of. Of probably going to end up placing him somewhere between eight and twelve is where I would imagine right now. Which, uh, I mean, among the elite of the elite, but his offer sheet, uh, if we want to talk about that quickly, uh, yeah. Auburn, uh, Kentucky, Louisville, Maryland, Miami, Michigan, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, uh, Tennessee, USC, Washington, Wisconsin, uh, and, and many more are going to come. And that USC offers especially a big one. You said he grew up with a USC fan. He grew up on the West Coast. So having that connection to the West Coast programs is not surprising at all. That being said, he's been to Penn State a ton in his recruitment. He's been there three times already. Uh, because of everything, he hasn't really made many visits anywhere over the last few months. He was at Rutgers uh, early, early this year. And um, let me see if he's been anywhere else. Um, I don't see anywhere else, but he, but we went to Rutgers. I, I do like where Penn state still stands with him, but with all the offers, I think he did take a little bit of a step back and is evaluating all his options. Uh, another kid where yeah. I, I think he's probably, into the mid to high portion of Penn State's board. Definitely some guys ahead of him. There's guys down in Florida and Maryland they really like high four-star, five-star prospects that, of course, everybody's in on. Uh, But I definitely think there's a good chance he also ends up in this Penn State class. I look at USC as a competitor there. I wouldn't be surprised if Rutgers remains a competitor there. Um, And then we'll we'll see where schools like Ohio State, Notre Dame, and Michigan are going forward. Maryland's another one. It'll be interesting. I'm not sure I want to talk to him more about in futures uh, is how much interest does he have going back to the West Coast? Does he want to stay East Coast closer to the family? That often plays a big part of uh, 
recruitment, to say the least. So that would be something to watch uh, with those USC and Washington offers. Uh, but uh, I do like where Penn State stands for him. And as a player, I mean, six foot three, 300 pounds. I wouldn't say he's one of those defensive tackles that's, you know, overly dominant, is going to be an elite pass rusher like an Aaron Donald. Yeah. But I think a, just a really good all around defensive tackle who can definitely still be an impact player at the next level, you know, eat up space in the middle of a, a defensive line, uh, be strong against the run, but also have that ability to rush the passer. I think of a PJ Mustafer type player at Penn state. Uh, as I'll take a, that as okay. a uh, potential comparison for him. Uh, PJ great against the run, not explosive enough to be a dominant pass rusher. We can still get the job done. And PJ is going to be drafted at some point in this year's NFL draft. I think uh, David has yeah. that type of upside. Uh, and if he ends up at a school like Penn state or, Ohio State, Notre Dame, where they've been able to create these elite defensive tackles and elite defensive linemen, I think the the potential is really high. That I mean, it seems like an, he seems like an ascending talent, which is crazy Absolutely. with all the offers he's already got him. But he, the talent, the upside is huge for that man. Okay, all right, let's uh, pivot to maybe some lesser names nationally. And one I had, I, I text you about, and he's a personal favorite. Mine, because um, yep. I've known him for a few years, is hey, the the quarterback from Anaheim Township, Hay- Hayden Johnson. He got his yeah. first offer um, from Lehigh the other day. Um, what what's your analysis on him? And do you think the more Division One offers are going to come for him? I, I definitely think uh, right now I have Hayden as like uh, as a FCS uh, level quarterback, and I definitely do think more offers are going to come uh, for him here in the future. We have him as a top five quarterback in the state. Uh, one of the best quarterbacks, uh, no matter uh, what uh, class in the state as well. He can do it a little a little bit of everything. Uh, this past season, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 72% completion percentage, over 2,600 yards. Uh, only had 300 rushing yards, but he can very well uh, – sorry, not nine interceptions. He had nine rushing touchdowns. Uh, but uh, he can run a little bit. He, it's not the focus of his game, but he has the ability to right. extend plays very well. He can make run uh, throws on the run. Um, really great quarterback overall. I definitely think he is an FCS level quarterback. Perhaps with a strong senior season, he and maybe can, some camp efforts, he can push himself into one of those uh, group of five spots with a really good season regionally. But I think ultimately he's going to end up as a very good FCS quarterback. Lehigh would be a great spot for him. So I, I think that's a good indication of where his future is. Yeah. But overall, a quarterback I really enjoyed watching. I think uh, Manheim Township is going to be a very good team once again this upcoming season. And a, oh, lot yeah, of it, a lot of it has to do with what they have at quarterback in Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Johnson Eaton. I don't know if you ever had a chance to speak with him. He's, I've had him on the podcast. I've interviewed him. He's just a humble, hardworking kid. He's yeah, easy to root for. He is. Yeah, he's definitely root for. So when I saw his off, Offer come through the other day. I was, you know, jumping up in my cubicle for joy because he deserves it. And I think FCS level, I could see for him too. And, um, but yeah, man, township is going to be, they're going to be the heavy favorites in section one in the LL Burks league. And they, you know, went to the district final last year, actually beating Harrisburg earlier in the year. So I expect them to contend for the district title too. That's a great, great point. Yeah. Yeah. Also, just, uh, I'm actually, uh, I pulled up his tape right now to see if I, want to add anything and uh, going back to his ability to be mobile just 
he, the extending of plays that he's able to do is really yeah. impressive for a high school quarterback, especially a guy who was a sophomore and then a junior. Obviously didn't you, not, didn't you cover the game in, in districts yeah. against Hempfield where he carved yeah. them up? Yeah, he, he absolutely carved them up. And I, I was listening, and it wasn't uh, to uh, Polly Polly's fault at all, but uh, Manham Township in that game just double teamed him throughout the entire game and took him out of uh, the game really from that standpoint, which was a great game plan. But uh, yeah, Johnson yeah. Car- carved up Hempfield in that game. He was just completely dominant uh, both through the air and on the ground. Just a strong arm. His vision is great. He, and his the ability, the way he is able to maintain his vision when on the run is really what's impressive to me. Not many quarterbacks are able to keep their eyes downfield while trying yeah. to you know, avoid pressure and move around the pocket or outside the pocket. No, I agree. That's well said about Hayden and we're definitely pulling for him and more offers are coming. So congrats to him. Uh, last, last kid I want to ask you about 717 uh, is Irby. And I know, you know him, Alex Irby. I, I, yeah. And, and to be honest with you, Dylan, like I, I've heard from like, it seems like a lot of people are kind of 50, 50 on him. Like either they think he's a legit, talent and then there's a lot of people that have said to me that they're not they're not so sure if they should believe the hype i saw him throw the ball around at a 717 tournament this past weekend he came away very impressive i wanted yeah. to get your thoughts on him yeah i like alex and again just a tremendously humble kid great kid his entire family is great his brother's great his dad uh, the head coach at Steelton High Spire is uh, fantastic as well. Alex, I do think, is a legitimate FBS-level talent. I think you put him at a group of five school, and he has a chance to be an, a very good player, especially if you put, if you put him in uh, at a, a school like an Akron, a Toledo, a, a Max yeah. school, or uh, an AAC school perhaps. He has a chance to be very good. I think he could be a Power 5 starter as well. He has Power 5 offers. Um, I think at the power five level, he probably translates more to your your average starting quarterback as of right now. But overall, okay. I do I do like him a ton. Uh, six foot three, two hundred five pounds. Uh, He's a stud, man. Yeah, uh, great arm strength. Uh, the accuracy is solid. Um, it, it's always hard to judge the one A, two A kids. Uh, yeah. Just because uh, the, the level of talent that they play on a regular basis is not the same as a uh, 5A or 6A school. And, and just quarterbacks in general, and I, we see this at the college level and the NFL level, it's just such a hard position to scout because you look at a, another kid uh, in the 717-2025 quarterback, Stone Saunders, one of the mm. top quarterbacks nationally, one of the best players in the state of Pennsylvania regardless of class. I know a lot of people who love him, and I know a lot of people who are a little bit kind of on the edge because, yes, he shows a lot of great uh, abilities, but at the same time, because of the talent around him at Bishop McDevitt, he has not been in the position where he needs to make the big throws. He's he's throwing to a lot of guys who are wide open. I mean, they're going has, deep. That and a lot of Division One guys, he's exactly. he's throwing to or handing the ball off to. That's a good point. Maybe yeah, think about that. Yeah. Tyshawn Russell is headed to South Carolina for the 2023 class. And Marquise Williams at Minnesota. Is he at Minnesota yeah. now? Yeah, uh, yeah, I really believe he's already enrolled there. Uh, and Rico Scott in the 2024 recruiting class. Yeah. 
has okay. has offers from everywhere. So there there is I know some questions about is he able to make those big throws consistently? Uh, and I think we'll be able to see that more and more over the upcoming months. Uh, hopefully he can get out to some of these bigger camps, show off what he can do against national uh, level recruits like, in seven, seven settings, one-on-one like settings. the prep red zone showcase on May 6th. That, he should be at that. that. There's a, there's that, a plug. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, <laughs> if Stone is listening, he can hit us, either one of us up, and we'll get him there. Um, but uh, – <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, but I love Stone and his game. We have him a prep red zone. I think right now is the number one player in the state. His numbers are yeah. ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, even I would like to see him uh, challenged a little bit more. But that's that's out. That's of a good his, point. That's out of his control. That's that, there's nothing he can do about that. So he all he can do is continue to dominate like he has, and it's his recruitment is going to take care of himself. He has a tremendous offer list already. More offers are going to come for him. Uh, he has nothing to worry about. But going back to Alex, um, I really like Alex. I think he has a lot of potential. I could definitely see him in an FBS, uh, sorry, at a power five school as a starting quarterback in a few years uh, or at a G5 school as uh, a higher-end G5 starting quarterback. Uh, so I really like his upside. He recently picked up an offer alongside his brother from Penn State, which I found really interesting. Uh, and uh, definitely should help him going forward as well. All right, all right. Now, last one, we'll get you out of here, because now I'm just experienced. You've been doing this for a few years, but, like, any advice, because we have, you know, we have a lot of uh, high school kids listening to this. Any advice you would give them? Because I'm getting messages, you know, and I know you get them, you and Vic Castillo, that is, get them a lot more than I do about how, what they can do to help themselves, what they can do to receive offers or get noticed. What advice would you give to the kids these days when they ask that? Yeah. So there's, there's a couple of names. One, uh, more than uh, more when it comes to recruiting while football and what you do on the field is really important. Uh, make sure you a maintain your grades. Um, uh, that's going to be one of the first thing coaches often ask you is, is your grades. And if you want to go to, if you're a D1 town and want to go to a D1 school, you're going to need the grades to do it. Yes, there are some yeah. schools that may not uh, look at grades as hard as others, but there are plenty out there that do. And even at the D2, D3 levels, they want to know your grades because if you're not putting the work in the classroom, how do they know you're going to, you're going to put in the work uh, in the football classroom and on the field? Um, beyond beyond that, Uh also, it's important to maintain a, a, a strong social pro media profile, you know, keep it uh, PG, PG-13. Uh, don't be, you know, dropping uh, curse words and don't be sharing inappropriate stuff all the time. No, um, I don't understand that. Even like I'll get kids messaging me and they'll be like, you know, what the F-U-C-K? I'm like, really, you're going to put this out on social media? I, I mean, I'm glad you're saying that because that. Yeah, you know they need to. They need, I think be, that needs to be enforced. Be aware of what you're putting out on social media. I mean, uh, digital footprints are a real thing, and these college coaches uh, definitely go through. They definitely have people, if not themselves, who go through, look at these recruits, see what they posted. I've seen, yeah. I've seen programs even at the Power Five level drop kids for things they put on social media. I mean, it, it, coaches look at everything, so. Uh, Maintain a good social profile, social media profile on all your social media accounts. Uh, that is also big. But when it comes to football, um, 
one, always be updating your huddle highlights. Uh, it, it doesn't have to be weekly, mm. but at yep. least try to make it at least, you know, half season highlights and a season highlights. If you want to upload individual games, great. If not, that's okay. But at the very least, always have your end of season highlights within at least uh, two to three weeks after your season ends. Cause even beyond, uh, even beyond what we are able to see already, it's it's big for us when it comes to evaluating these kids. Uh, if we don't have enough tape on you, we're not able to see every kid in the state. I mean, we have over 700 kids ranked, I think, over at Prep Red Zone. I have not seen all 700 kids in person. I, I, I've seen maybe, you know, 100 of them or so. Right. Uh, so always be updating that because – that, that's how we get to see you. And that's how coaches really are going to get to see you because most of them are not going to know your name before they come across your huddle highlights. Um, additionally, that's a good point. Additionally, uh, obviously always be respectful when talking with the coaches, but also when talking to guys like you, me, Vic, anybody who works in the recruiting industry, we have connections uh, to a ton of schools across the country, across the region, state, wherever you want to go. We probably have connections to coaching staffs. So we can get your name out there. It is, it is a thing where if, if, we, if you don't show us respect, it's going to be harder for us to recommend you to a coaching staff because, because it, how do we know you're – we, we don't want to recommend somebody who's going to go out and then be a problem at a school or be disrespectful yeah. to coach, put us in bad light. So to coaches, us, all that, um, be active on social media, drop your huddles. Uh, when coaches ask for it, I wouldn't always be the one always dropping it under every coach's tweet. Um, but it's okay to drop it under coaches tweets here and there DM it to them. If they're open, I, I always think DMs are a great way to go. Um, always be updated. If you have a profile, you can claim whether it's on prep red zone or, uh, I think on, on three. Now you can claim your, uh, profiles on there. Claim your profiles. That's also a great way to go about it. Uh, I'm, let me think if there's anything else off the top of my head. No, As that's it, all well said, honestly. Yeah. Cause today, like, God, no, I mean like the huddle thing, it's just funny. You brought that up because I've had a couple kids I've been working prep red zone over two months now yeah. and i've had a few kids be like hey those aren't my that's not my accurate uh tape or my accurate yeah. stats i'm like okay well you did the huddle tape please update it then and i'll make the changes so that, that, i'm glad you said that too about huddles that sometimes kids have stuff from two years ago and i'm like I'm, how, how how am i supposed to write about them if they don't have anything recent absolutely i think a great way to start with that with other and huddle and make sure you have everything out there is uh, one, uh, while you want to make, be on Twitter, be on, Twitter is probably your best recruiting tool right now outside of huddle because it gives you access to every coach in America, basically every recruiting writer like you and me in the country as well. But I, I recommend all players to go out, put a pin a tweet to their profile, which if you go to your profile and you scroll through your tweets, you hit the three dots on the top, right? You could say pin tweet, and it'll keep it at the top of your profile in that tweet, post your huddle highlights, um, post your stats, your school, your graduating year, your height and weight, uh, town, whatever information you think, your GPA, uh, if your coach yes. is on, you can tag them. 
tag your high school, whatever information you think would be critical information for a recruiting writer to know, or more importantly, a college coach to know, get it out, put it out there, put it on there, pin it to your top of your profile. Because uh, that, that is a great way for if I'm going through DMs, maybe if you're a kid I haven't seen before, I click on your profile yeah. uh, and I, I can't find a link to your huddle, but it's right there at the top. Easy way to get all the information I need to know about you off the top. I can put it to that side and then I can pull up your huddle tape and watch your tape and see what you have. Um, so I think that's that's really important. And that makes it so much easier for everybody just to know the crucial information about you. Uh, how to contact you is another big one. If you don't want to put that on your Twitter, understandable. Um, but uh, be sure to DM coaches if you notice they have followed you or this or that, be sure to get your contact information out there yep. as fast as possible to them so they can contact you when allowed. I know a lot of recruits already have that contact information in their bio. If you're comfortable with doing so, that's great. If not, it's not a big issue either. Awesome, awesome. Well, Dylan, I you know, I really appreciate you. You're a man of many jobs and you're, you're a busy man, but I appreciate you taking the time to come join our, our local podcast talking about some local kids, but just the message overall, we really appreciate you taking the time. Absolutely. And uh, I can't wait to be back on the podcast. Uh, it's going to be a, a fun uh, off season here. And I mean, camp season's well underway. And then before you know, we're going to be in a fall camp and I know. And your boy, and I see your boy miles already left us. He left us for Carolina. Did you see that? Yeah, I, I, I did see that. Uh, that's uh, uh, I'm so I'm okay. You're with okay it. with it. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm okay with it. Um, I, I'm a big Miles Miles fan. Have been since high school, um, but I, I think if Rashad Penny uh, he stays healthy for the Eagles, that's a really nice sign. And you said uh, six games. I, I said ten. You said six it, games. He, yeah. <laughs> if, he can give, if he can give them half a season, uh, I think that has a chance to be really good. But uh, yeah, right. uh, seeing Miles go uh, hurts a little bit. But uh, hurts sure the soul. But yeah, I agree. I think Penny, if he's healthy, could be be a nice, could possibly be an upgrade. Well, well folks, if you um, give Dylan a follow, your your Twitter name is. Uh, so this is why I had Dylan Rivals as in your yeah. my phone. It's Dylan. It's at Dylan underscore Rivals P R Z. Give him a follow. He's a recruiting analyst for Rivals. He's a staff writer for College Wire. He's a scout for Prep Red Zone, Pennsylvania. You just heard him talking about this. Some District Three kids doing a great job. So. Give him a follow on Twitter. Check him all out on all of his platforms. He's a great content, and appreciate you having him on, Dylan. All the best, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Can't wait to come back. All right, buddy. You take care. You too. For more great content, make sure you follow 717 Sports Media on all your podcast listening platforms. Also follow us on social media, on Twitter at 717 underscore sports. Facebook and Instagram at 717 Sports Media. We're also checking on our website daily for your daily news and sports videos at 717sportsmedia.com. Okay, welcome out. And that was a special thanks to Dylan, our guest, Dylan Callahan Crowley. Um, recruiting analyst for Rivals, a scout for Prep Red Zone. He, he was very informative on some local prospects in District 3, and, you know, he knows his stuff, so that content was great. Um, congrats.
to him on his new role with the wire, the college wire for Penn State. Uh, but give him a follow on Twitter for any content, any recruiting content. He not only works for rivals for Penn State, but for Minnesota, Michigan State. There's one more in Oregon State. So he he knows the whole land. You could tell just him talking about uh, uh, Pelpel and Johnson and Irby and Brewer, how how familiar he is with the whole area. So that was great. Um, thanks to every everybody for last week. And this week, uh, none, this wraps up another edition of Round the 717. Uh, give us a follow at 717 underscore sports on Twitter. Uh, we're always dropping local 717 news. Uh, special thanks again to Go Big Recruiting. Remember, if, you, if you're looking for real attention and recruiting, GoBigRecruiting.com. Use our code 717sports for a discount. And also the garage gains uh, through Logan Snyder's uh, personal training center. Essentially runs it out of his garage, and it's a really cool, unique perspective. And his, if you follow his website, make sure you seven one seven sports. But also, I mean, his his uh, his method produced positive results. So check him out on Logan Snyder Garage Gains as well. I want to thank everybody else. I want to thank once again Dilla, Dylan Callahan Crowley for coming on from Rivals. Um, that, I am Carl Frederick, and I'll wrap up another edition around the seven one seven. Have a great week, everybody.